This episode of the Power of I podcast is brought to you by Fourth Day Studios, the bridge between an idea and reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Power Vibe podcast. This is episode number 17. My name is David Hall. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Today, we have back again, Chris Smith. Chris, welcome back. It's good to have you here. How are you doing? Good. It's good to be here. I'm doing great. Good. Well, you're looking great as well. Looking great. Looking well-rested. Looking sharp. I'm Thank liking you. the hair today. The hair's looking good. Much better than mine. It sits, <laughs> you know what? My hair does like, cause the thing is my hair, I need a haircut really bad. Uh, it, I, I just hate getting my haircut. I don't know why ever since I was a child, I've hated getting my haircut. I don't know why I just, something about people touching my hair. I don't like it one bit. Um, oh. so it's just currently like squished underneath my headset, but yours is like perfectly shaped even with the headphones on, which is a miracle in and of itself. So that's you have uh, the rare talent of being able to look good in headphones. Yeah. That's a uh, called product. <laughs> I'm a metrosexual. I use a lot of product. <laughs> All right. Well, you're looking great, Chris. And if I'm sure whoever is out there listening to this or watching this is looking great as well. If you are, I would love for you to do one thing for me. I was looking at our YouTube yesterday and I noticed that 50%, one in every two people who watch this show have not subscribed to us on YouTube. Got to fix that. It's free. It's super easy. I'll give you five seconds to do it right now. Go, if you're watching the video, go down just a little bit. There's a big red button. It says subscribe. Hit that. It's completely free. And all that's going to do for you is just going to make sure that our videos come up for you every single week in your feed so you can find it there and get great advice, great tips, tricks, whatever it is from all our great guests, from Chris, from myself, and make sure that you're going to be getting yourself, putting yourself in the best position you possibly can to succeed with your business in life, in general, whatever it is. It's going to get you there for free. Just go do it now, please. I would really love it. Quick note, if you click the button, nothing happens. It, the video doesn't stop. It doesn't, the page doesn't, doesn't move. Right. It just changes to, it just says subscribed. Yes, so it's, it's very, very, very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are listening to us on free feeds, we appreciate you there as well. Um, there is no subscription option on there, but you know, if you're on Spotify, you can follow us. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a nice review. Five-star reviews are also, also um, appreciated. They just kind of help us, just boost us up, get us able to reach more people, which is really what we're trying to do. Um, so anyway, that's my spiel there. Thank you. If you have subscribed already, if you've done any of those, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really, really appreciate it. We've gotten a lot of love recently from different guests we've been having on. I recently spoke with Brian Wages, uh, who's a tax expert, for lack of a better term. Um, had a lot of great recommendations in there, particularly for Georgia-based businesses. Um, a lot of things in there about Georgia tax credits, how you can benefit from those, how they can really help you uh, just financially. Um Last week, I spoke to Joey Garrison, who is the GM at Assured Comfort Heating and Plumbing, Heating, Air and Plumbing in Douglasville. Uh, talked a lot to him about leading, about how to lead a good team, how to successfully lead a good team, how to sustain um, growth as well. So if you're a leader, if you're somebody who struggled with leadership before, you know, you've been put into a new position where you don't necessarily feel super comfortable. He does a really great job in there about talking about how to overcome that and um, just kind of the ups and downs he's faced throughout all that. So highly recommend going and watching those episodes and any other episodes we've, we've had in the past, whether that's from Chris giving great advice or all the other um, guests we've had before. And we're going to have even more guests in the future. So, but Chris, with that being said, we are coming up on 20 weeks now, roughly, that we've been doing wow. this podcast. So almost half a year, I would say. You know, we're, well, I, get, I say almost. We're about we're a couple of months away from half a year, but right. still, it's a pretty big milestone. Twenty weeks, right? That we're coming up on, and this was a venture that you assigned to me um, all that time ago. Uh, I work for you at All Contractor Marketing, and this was an idea that you had to create this podcast to help other businesses to really kind of, you know, gain a step up in various different aspects. Um, but one thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about today was what it's been like for you as a business owner, as somebody who, you know, um, 
you're you're a guest on on the show very regularly but you don't produce it or you know i, I do that right. um but you're seeing things from the the opposite side you know you talk to your different customers you talk to a bunch of different people you're more in the business side of things than i certainly am so i was curious about how um or if you know if at all you have noticed kind of any sort of shifts with this podcast coming out whether it's kind of whether you had any sort of examples of businesses who've who've taken things from this that have helped them whether anything has helped you personally whether anything's helped michelle any other people that um that you've worked with i was curious as to if you had any sort of insight on that at all yeah so actually um you know anytime you you get in the world of production and when we talk about production we're talking about more than podcasts obviously we're talking about you know our all of our video assets uh pre-rolls for those videos where our logo you know, we, we want to build a strong brand awareness. Everything that we're doing is to uh, build a strong brand while also reaching uh, people who may not know about us or people who, who haven't heard of us or they just heard of us. So that production, when we use the word production, it touches a lot of things. And what I would do is I'd like to give you the benefits of what we've seen. And then maybe I'd like you to, to help us understand more because this is your genre. <laughs> about what all production options a business owner has. Sure. Uh, the, the, the first thing I'd like to comment on is that um, anytime you're considering uh, getting into using production for brand building, it's a large investment. And so uh, you, you're, you don't know if you should do it. We had the same thing. We we're like, this is going to cost a lot of money. This is going to be a large investment. But I really felt deep in my soul that if we're going to position our business for the next generation, we're going to have to position all of our, our brand assets and everything we produce in a manner that that those generations are used to consuming. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all production. So when you think about uh, the growth of TikTok, the growth of Facebook, um, Instagram changing so that it's a video based feed, Everything is going to a production-based foundation. So, um, you know, all the videos, the podcasts we produce, uh, we're even creating videos that explain all our products. Um, You know, our our consumers want to engage with and digest media-related content. And in order to deliver that, you've got to invest in production. So I finally talked Michelle into it after several years. Michelle, you guys don't know the the dynamics of our relationship. Michelle handles all the money. So she tells me, no, I can't spend it. And I'm the guy that wants to spend all the money. So I finally- It's a balance. It's a balance thing, you know? Balance, right. I finally talked her into taking a chance and let's let's invest in production, which is uh, the shift we took with you. Um, we, We were so excited and so- bought in that we've actually even formed a separate company called fourth day studios. And what fourth day studios does is it provides not only all our podcasts and video production for our company, but it provides those same services for our clients and for other, um, you know, fortune 1000 clients across the United States. So, um, and really anybody, if, if you're committed to the budget, it's a tremendous payback. And there's, there's things I want to talk about that, I didn't foresee that actually occurred after we started investing in this production. And it's only been a short 20 weeks, which is a long time when you're the guy producing the podcast every week, but it's really (laughs) short from a CEO standpoint. Right. How long has uh, all contract and marketing been on the go, right? It's been, yeah, we've been here since 2006. Right. So 20 weeks in, in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Right. That's like Q1 to us or Q2. Uh You know what I mean? So (laughs) it's a short time for us but we're already seeing enormous payback. And, and one of those is exponential growth. And what I mean by that is every time someone consumes our video or our production content, it's, uh, it's shared or other people experience it. So the, our touch points have exponentially grown. Also, uh, when we have a guest on a podcast, uh, we're exposed instantly to everyone in that guest network. Because it's, you know, they're guests on our podcast. They'll frequently post, hey, check me out on the Power Vibe podcast and post a link on their social media. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing exponential growth in our touch points. 
And it's because of this production, the, this media that really people are used to digesting, they're used to consuming, and it's just so effective at, at giving the message. It's so effective at letting people see the company and see behind uh, the scenes. The, the other thing is that the videos that we're producing and we're putting on YouTube, uh, we've already got 30, I think, and um, for the Power Vive podcast in itself. And then we have way more on our channel that Fourth Day Studios is producing. Mm-hmm. You know, Every day almost a new mm-hmm. production content goes online. And those things are like little growth nuggets all across the Internet. Those things just continue to get views and continue to grow and churn views every day. So they're like little soldiers working for us 24-7 <laughs> in the inner world webs and just growing our brand awareness and our touch points. And, and all we had to do was that one-time production. And then those things go to work for us every day, uh, growing our brand awareness. Um, the other benefit is that it really, it's a crazy phenomenon, but, uh, Think about trying to convey your message of who you are, the brands you provide, how they can trust you, in a 30-second segment that's on a television commercial. Right. It's really difficult. You have For to sure. limit the words you're going to say. Now think about that in an hour-long podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you expand on topics. Um, you, know, you really get deep into the why, the where, the how. And consumers love, they love to consume that information. So it's really almost like you've got a thousand volunteers ready to watch your one hour commercial about your company. And that has a very powerful impact on our potential customers. One is it creates a deeper connection with them so that it it starts to build community around our brand, which is something we never really experienced before. And so now we have community building around our brand, people sharing our podcast, other people talking about our podcast. So we're really starting to see just by adding the production elements, we're starting to see brand traction, which is not really something we saw before. We, we, we really focused on lead generation before. And now by adding the professional and extensive production aspects and all those touch points, we're really starting to see brand traction. So the, the long-term payback on that, you can't even measure it. So the, you know, it's whatever investment it takes in the beginning to get it started, it just pays dividends and mm-hmm. you start to see it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it also improves our brand perception as far as uh, the quality of how they perceive our brand, the uh, professionalism, uh, because we're a media marketing company, it's important that that people see us, you know, as a professional, high quality agency. For sure. And and having these production items just reinforces that. Um, it's almost a behind the scenes message that uh, you know you, you'd be shocked at the number of people, the feedback that I get that they're like, "Man, you guys, I don't know what you're doing, but your podcast is really good." Um, I get comments all the time. The sound quality's so good. The video quality is good. What are you guys doing? And it's really just because we, we invested in a professional production right? rather than uh, two guys with iPhones, you know, trying to pull this off. We, we, yep. we knew we, that the message was important, yep. but we also knew the method that we delivered that message was vitally important mm-hmm. because it says a lot about who we are as an agency. And so that's why we knew it was worth it to make the investment. Um, it's also open new verticals for us. And what I mean by that is people, when they're consuming your podcast content, they have a deeper relationship with your company and it's really nothing you've really done other than you've put the production pieces out there, but they start to feel closer. They start to feel like they know you. Um, and then they get comfortable in opening up and sending you an email and they may be like, Hey, you know, we, we've been trying to find someone that does this. And we can't find anyone. Is this a service you guys provide? Right. And of course, as a great CEO or C- CVO, Chief Visionary Officer, my answer is always, yes, we do provide yep. that. Yep. And then later on, I'll figure out how to provide that. <laughs> but we do get new verticals that open up because people feel comfortable, more comfortable about talking to us. They feel more comfortable reaching out to us. And they really feel like it's just an extension 
of the one hour conversation we had with them through a podcast that was really just one-sided. Right. They feel like they've, they've been brought into that conversation. Uh, the other thing that it helps does do is it, it really makes us seem like the authority on the subject. It gives us a, uh, like we're the expert um, because we produced a high professionally um, created and, you know, edited podcast, people start to see us as, um, you know, the local expert on marketing, the local expert on video production. So it's really increased our brand placement as it relates to the brands and our, of our competitors. So we took more of that. We are the local expert. Um, and it's also something that, and I think you'll touch on this, that everything I've talked about, the benefits of from doing it professionally, there's a negative connotation if you don't do it professionally. It That's actually, for sure. That's for sure. It actually causes harm. So if you if you don't, if it's just, uh, I won't mention any names, but I was watching a podcast the other day and there were two guys on the image. The sound quality was bad. You could tell that somebody was using Apple iPods. AirPods, like AirPods. Yeah. And so you could tell they were cutting out. The sound quality was bad. Mm-hmm. And while one person was talking, the host of the show had a guy in the shot working on his computer, trying to troubleshoot something. He, they weren't even paying attention to the guest that was talking. And I was like, right. That, do you have any idea what kind of message you're sending just with this poorly production podcast that well if you're not invested in the conversation that you're having then you then the person who's listening to the conversation is right. certainly not going to be invested in it you know right right they're not going to be interested as either so kind of what i want to do david is since all of this is built around the phenomenon that is david <laughs> I, I no, we can't that. we can't start the conversation like that because the, <laughs> the bar is way too high i'm never going to reach it no actually you do <laughs> I, i'd kind of like you to tell us about you Tell us about your history, how you got here, and then um, touch on production and your experience with, because we see it all the time. We talk, you'll see, you know, $100 million companies, Fortune 500 companies with really poor, Mm -hmm. poorly executed Mm -hmm. uh, pieces. And it really brings the, the value perception of the brand down. So it would almost be better if they didn't. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, for sure. Do it right. Don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. So start off and tell us about you. Sure. Uh, So, you know, I don't want to bore people to death with my entire life story, but I guess the most important thing for me to, to say would be that, you know, I have always been an artistic person. Um, That's kind of how I would describe myself very, I can't remember what side of the brain it is, but um, yeah, whichever right side is the artistic side. So I'm pretty heavy right side right now. (laughs) I, uh, let's assume it's the right side. I'm pretty heavy on the right side of the brain things. Um, you know, uh, always excelled at that at school, um, went to college for act to study acting. Um, acting is still my, probably my greatest passion in my life. Um, but things, whether it's the industry, whether it's just a whole bunch, I mean, getting married, moving to different places, uh, my priorities changed in life. And uh, that is still a passion of mine acting, but it's it's not currently my career goal. Um, and I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, it took me a while to be comfortable with that, but I am comfortable with that. But that being said, I still have those artistic tendencies. And I've always been very detail oriented when it comes to the artistic side of things. I think I can... Um, pick and choose when I want to be detail oriented uh, because right. when it came to math, when it came to science, when it came to all that kind of stuff, I'm like, screw the details. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Um, whereas when it came to where does this chair need to be in this scene so that it best conveys this thing to the, to the audience, you know, that's when I'm like, right. no, it can't be anything else other than this specific place that I want it, you know? Right. So taking that, um, throughout my life, I've always been somebody who's noticed uh, where details are lacking, particularly in the production side of things, particularly in the artistic side of things. And so that's always been a bit of a a thing that grinds my gears <laughs> quite a lot is when I can see 
there's somebody, this happens a lot of the time where I can see somebody has a talent. I can see that somebody has a vision. I can see what somebody's trying to do, but they half-assed it. They half did it. They didn't take the time. They didn't take, spend the money, whether, you know, if you, if you have to spend the money, they didn't do what was necessary to, to reflect what they wanted to create. So whether that's a freaking YouTube video that somebody made about video games, you know, even if it's a five minute thing, I've always been somebody, cause I've done those things before in the past, you know, I've, there's something I actually quite like doing. Um, I've always been like, I'm not going to make this unless it's as good as I can make it, you know, because right. otherwise there's no point in me even doing it. I didn't want to just be that guy who sat down in front of a camera on his phone and just recorded it and then uploaded it to YouTube straight away. It was always something that I was like, I want to make it look as good as possible. I want it to be fun. I want it to be energetic because otherwise, why am I even here? What, what's even the point? So when I see people doing things that are the reverse of that, it just, it, it, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes, sometimes I won't do something because I'm like, putting way too much stress pressure on myself. But then when I do finally do something, I'm normally pretty proud of it. So with, with that, taking all of those things that are my personality, um, like I said, blessing and a curse and moving to the States, starting working with you, you said to me, Hey, let's make this podcast. Um, right off the bat, I was like, okay, if we're going to do it, we need to do it right. You know? And I, and I told you that as I'm right. pretty much that was your question to me. Yeah. Um, was because, you know, I said to, you know, if we're going to do this, we want it to be great audio quality because at the end of the day, that's what the most important thing is in a podcast video. This is, is growing within the podcast community video. I, I think at this point, if you don't have a video, you're probably missing out. Um, but again, it's not, it's not essential, but what I said is I want it to be as professional sounding and professional looking in, in every way that we want it to be because otherwise there's no point in doing it. Right. So I started off, I said, Chris, here's 10 different um, suggestions for equipment we can buy. This is, the, this is the lowest barrier of entry. This is the highest barrier of entry in terms of price. You can choose from those, <laughs> basically, you know, because they're, you, can buy a, you can buy a podcast mic for 50 bucks off of Amazon, or you can buy a podcast mic for $4,000, you know? And there is certainly, you're certainly going to get what you pay for, but that's going to shift throughout. Um, what I told you was, or what I don't want is exactly what you said earlier about we're just going to record a podcast on our phones, use Apple AirPods, and it's going to sound like we're having a conversation over the phone that somebody's just happened to listen into, you know? Right. Because it's completely useless. It doesn't reflect what we wanted it to reflect, um, which is high quality, which is what the the standard that ACM has already set for itself, which is high a high standard. We want it to at least match that, if not go above it. Um, so I started that, started this, um, I like to think that it's a pretty high quality when we're, we're never, I'm never going to be hundred percent satisfied with anything I make. Yes. That's just the, the curse of, you know, of making stuff, you know, most people who make things will tell you that I'm sure you agree in a lot of respects. Right. Um, so doing that, creating the podcast, editing it well, using software that is freely available to everyone. Obviously, the, you know, I use to edit, I use like Premiere Pro, which is an Adobe software. You, there is a subscription charge to that. But again, these are things that you were talking about earlier. Where it's like we have to, you have to invest in these little things to make it as good as you can. Because you can, if you wanted to, use freaking iMovie, you know, which is a free software on your, on your Apple computer, if you wanted to. But I can guarantee you that if you use that, it's never going to be as good as the thing you make for, through Premiere Pro, you know? Right. Uh, so again, it goes, that, it goes back to those choices. I've just always, always wanted to scream <laughs> when I see companies who have podcasts and or want to make a podcast and then it, it here's, here's the thing with podcasts, right? Podcasts, the barrier of entry is almost nothing now in 2022. Um, because you can, if you wanted to make it on your phone, you can just upload it straight to YouTube. It takes five minutes if you want to do that. Um, that's both a good thing and a bad thing because the, the good part of that is it's very accessible. It means that anybody can do it. Like we were saying earlier, if you want to, if you want to make a podcast, if you want to get into this side of things, you absolutely can. It doesn't take much, but the downside to that is that it enables people to put out crappy content. 
right. for, you know, and like, I know that sounds harsh, but that's just the reality. If you give, if you, if you lessen the barrier of entry, you're going to have worse content. It's just, it was just the nature of things, you know? So a lot of times these bigger companies now, um, and, and smaller companies and, you know, independence, whatever it is. And I'm just for clarif clarification sake, I'm not saying we're perfect far from it. Definitely not trying to say that. But what I will say is that there are many companies out there that are bigger than ours that have podcasts, which are, or, you know, production video, whatever it is that are far less in terms of quality. Um, and the problem that I, I personally believe that that stems from people who are in charge in positions of power who don't necessarily understand these things. And they're just defaulting to people who also don't understand because you can be a 65 year old CEO at a big HVAC company and you hear podcast, 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 podcast every single day. And you're like, what the freaking heck is a podcast? You do a Google, you find out it's a conversation and you're like, right, we've got to get one of those because like you were saying earlier, it can really benefit us in the long run. And that's smart. However, the problem is they don't know what a good podcast is. And right. so they go to somebody who's already in their company and they say, hey, I need you to make a podcast. And they're like, okay, I guess I can figure that out. So they go and they probably, in some cases, do a great job. In other cases, they don't do a great job. And what then ends up happening is you end up putting out quality. You end up putting out a product which is not reflective of the quality of your existing business. And that is a huge issue, huge, huge, huge issue, particularly for people my age, because like you were saying earlier, everything now is online. Everything that people, that young people consume is, if, if it's not high quality, you're not going to see it. It's not going to, it's not going to reach anything. And that's, you know, high quality things don't necessarily always go straight to the top right away. Our podcast is not the biggest podcast in the world by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do believe that because we've got a good quality product, the longer we keep working at it, and if we stay consistent with it, it will grow. However, a bad product that you stay consistent with is always going to be a bad product. Right. So my message to these people, whenever anybody has asked me, whenever I've had any consult sort of level of consulting or anything like that is, have you taken the time and the effort and spent the money as a, at a minimum to make this as good as what you believe your company is? Because if the answer is no, then it's, then, it's, then it's pointless. And like you said earlier, I think it actually is a detriment to your company. Right. Because all you're doing is just staining somebody's impression of you. If I'm on LinkedIn and I see a video come up from X company and I recognize that company right off the bat, you know, they've got thousands of connections, thousands of followers. I'm like, well, they, they're obviously pretty big. They're obviously doing something right. They've, you know, they've at that moment got a great impression in my mind. If the thing they've posted is a video that they've created, that's got their branding right off the, right off the bat and the video's poor, you know, it, it's clearly filmed badly. The audio's bad. The editing's bad. Immediately now, my impression of that entire company is lesser. And that's not necessarily a fair thing, you know. But that's the reality, you know, because that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm engaging with on a daily basis. And that's what a lot of people are going to be engaging with on a daily basis. Because like you said, if somebody likes that video or if somebody comments on that video, it might be a negative thing that they comment on their video. Somebody else is going to see that comment and then they're going to reflect on that differently. And that's going to have a, a spiraling effect one after the other onto these different onto these different people. And it's going to change their perception of that company overall. And the frustrating thing is, it's such an easy fix. It's such an easy fix for these big companies to be like, hey, here's X amount of thousands of dollars. Utilize this to create something better and just go give it to somebody else. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in your company. I think part of the problem too that we see uh, on a regular basis is that someone who doesn't really have experience doing it they uh, watched a couple of YouTube videos and mm -hmm. they, they tried to pull it off. And to them, because they have put so much effort into it, they're proud of it mm -hmm. and they think it's a good production, but it's because they don't, they don't understand what they've done wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't like, for example, uh, shakiness. A lot of times you'll see somebody's doing a shot, a motion shot, 
and you, you can tell immediately that someone's just holding the camera. Yeah, it's not on a tripod. Yeah, they're not using a tripod. They're not right. using a gimbal. And when, when you first see it, you might think, wow, that's that's pretty good. Good job, mm-hmm. Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good video. Mm-hmm. But to everybody else, you know, you get a little motion sickness when you're, you're right. watching the video. Right. Because, the you know, the, the image, the shot is shaking. Mm-hmm. Or another thing that drives me crazy is uh, fuzziness. Like the, the logos or the, the images oh, on the screen. Aren't not being great. high res. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. fuzzy or they're low res. And, and this and this goes back to what I was saying about that low barrier of entry, right? Is is that because we live in a world now where anybody can pick up a, a camera and film something and then put it on the internet, it's really easy to make bad stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it really is. Because back in the day, you'd have to invest thousands of dollars in a camera. You'd have to invest probably in getting somebody to film your stuff for you because you didn't have a camera in your pocket, you know? Um, you didn't have all of these things that you went that you could that you didn't necessarily have to spend all this money on, so you were able to just so you weren't able, sorry, to just go and make something crappy. You could probably make something crappy if you if you if you tried hard enough, but your chances are slimmer because you're probably going to be paying somebody who you know is good at it. You know, right? So that's that goes back to what we were saying about creating Fourth Day Studios. Fourth Day Studios. Our vision with that. The tagline for Fourth Day Studios is the bridge between an idea and reality. That bridge does not come in to your to your place of work and say, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this. You need to change everything immediately, necessarily, unless that's what you want. But what they do is, what we do is we are that bridge. We are the, we act as like a stepping stone in a lot of ways to create what somebody already has in mind. We're not going to come in and say, your idea sucks. We're not going to come in and be like, we, you need to fire this person. We're going to come in and say, well, if you want to do this, here's what you need to do. You need to buy this camera. You need to have this, you need to make sure you, you're, you've got a high res logo. When you need to, um, you know, it, countless different things. And we're going to come in and say, these are the things, if you want to achieve these things, these are the things you need to do. And to a lot of people, that's going to be hard to hear because a lot of times nowadays, it's like, well, why do I even need to spend that money when I could just do it myself? It just it keeps going back to what I'm saying about like that low barrier of entry. A lot of people are like, why, do, why would I bother spending $1,000 on this pre-roll animation when I could just make one myself? Well, you, you can. You can make one yourself, but you're going to suffer for it in the long run. Right. So our idea with all these different things is to become that bridge, become that company that says, just invite us in, let us hold your hand through the stuff. <laughs> it sounds really patronizing, but let us hold your hand through this process so that you can come out of the other side with your idea still intact, with your vision still intact, with your business's reputation still intact and a superior product. Right. That's the most important thing, because if you have that superior product, all of these all of these other things are going to remain or get better. They they're probably not going to get worse. <laughs> you know, I, I think too uh, a lot of the value that you add, David, is that um, like you mentioned earlier, you can buy a four thousand dollar microphone. You you can buy a hundred thousand dollar red HDTV camera. Right, right, right. You can spend you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars. And still produce a bad product. Mm-hmm. So the the really the value you bring is you can come in and go, hey, this instead of buying this four thousand dollar microphone, let's get this thousand dollar microphone. It'll still give us good quality. It'll still produce good sounding podcasts. But we can save money here. Right, we're not Steven Spielberg over here, you know. <laughs> right. So you can come in and and put a plan together that is the most cost effective while also not sacrificing quality. Mm-hmm. But that is the key, is what is the minimum we need to produce a really high quality production? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is I get, I get frustrated because I know how simple these fixes are. You know, and it, I say simple because I understand it. To right. other people, it's not necessarily simple, but the different the the point is, 
I would just encourage people out there who might be listening to this, who are struggling with their production, whether it's, you know, an animated pre-roll before a social media video, whether it is a video that they're making for a promotion within their company that they're sending out to all of their clients, both on LinkedIn and through email and everything. If you have any doubt in your mind that this isn't the best product, the best version of what you could make, then reach out to somebody else. You know, that doesn't say that, like I said, it doesn't mean that you go and fire the person who's in charge of your media department. It means you go to somebody like us at Fourth Day Studios and we, and you say to us, hey, here's what we want to do. Can you help us? We say, yes, we come in, we help you create something and then we go. It's that easy. Right. And it, it is an investment and it's not a cheap investment. Like you were saying right off the, right off the get go, it's not a cheap investment, but nothing worth paying for is ever going to be cheap, <laughs> right. you know? Um, and so, yeah, if anyone is listening to this and they have any sort of doubt in their mind that they're not creating something that they believe is reflective of the quality of their business, please, you don't necessarily have to reach out to us. I would encourage it. <laughs> However, reach out to somebody and try and work with them because I promise you it will cause you less stress in the long run and it will give you a benefit in the long run too because you're not going to have to worry about whether or not Jim Bob from down the down the hall who you've who you've put on task to create this animation and it's the first time he's using, you know, Adobe After Effects in his life um is creating something worthy of it whereas you could have just paid somebody else, you know, 800 bucks to make something that that you're going to get back in a week and you know is going to be a good, good quality so right and, and also this brings up a good point if jimmy like let's say jimmy's just you know he was the warehouse guy last week and now this week he's the new video production guy jimmy can reach out to us you know mm-hmm. we'll help jimmy we'll help jimmy be successful or reach out to you i should say you'll help jimmy be successful and uh you know just by providing the 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 benefits that the high quality production provides is so worth the investment that it's not, it's, uh, it's really a waste of opportunity and a waste of resources to produce a subpar product that then does not have that effect. The investment has a, has a good payback, a good exponential ROI, and it's worth investing in doing it the correct way. Absolutely. And, you know, I I understand that it takes a lot to convince people of that sometimes, but I always liken it back to websites because it's very easy for a lot of people to understand. It's very cross-generational. If you look at, if you go onto a website these days, or if you, if you Google a business, right? Say you Google, you know, David's HVAC, right? And I don't have a website. Are you going to order from me? Chances are you're not going to order from me because already you're like, well, they don't even have a website. So right. why, like, they're obviously not up to date with, they probably, they probably use HVAC units that aren't even up to date. That might, that might not be true. However, that's my perception. If you do the same thing and you Google David's HVAC and I do have a website, but I haven't updated it for 15 years and it's got, still got those freaking like Windows 98 click down boxes and everything. It, it's not smooth. It doesn't, as you scroll on the page, it doesn't transition nicely. My impression is going to be lesser automatically as with someone might, I'm speaking from my own personal opinion here, of course, but I, I know for a fact that this is something that translates across generations too. It's going to have a, an impression on me as, as a consumer about your business. If I go into your, if I Google David's HVAC and my business and my website is now clean, up to date, fast, does everything I want it to. I can schedule things online. I can do basically everything I wanted to be able to do over the phone online. Now I'm going to use your business because you've taken the time you spent the money, you've made it look as clean, as efficient as possible so that it reflects the business that you believe you have in your hands. The exact same thing applies to production, whether that is a podcast, you know, you're not using your AirPods, you're using a decent quality microphone, you're making sure that the editing's clean, you're making sure that the thumbnails you put out on YouTube are fun and exciting and enticing. You're making sure that all of these things reflect the quality of your, not only your podcast, but your business. Same thing goes for your videos. All of these things have to connect so that they, again, I keep saying it, but they reflect the quality that you believe your business reflects. If you think your business sucks, 
don't spend the money on it. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't think anybody's out there, hopefully, listening to this that thinks, well, my business is trash. So what's even the point? You know, if you're watching this and you're listening to this, I hope you, I hope your business is successful and that you believe it's successful or that you believe it can be successful and even more successful. So you're willing to spend that money to make that a reality. That's all I'd say. And also too, you have to consider the world the consumer lives in today. Mm -hmm. So your consumer will uh, order household supplies off Amazon. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're interacting with a a multi-million dollar website. Uh, They'll get a ride on an Uber. Mm-hmm. They'll order Uber Eats. They'll, um, you know, they are interacting with a highly professionally designed and executed digital world. And that media includes websites, uh, video pre-rolls, video production, all of those things. They're used to living in that digital environment. And so when they come across a website that's out of date or it's, you know, it's, it's, clanky or it's half the links are broken or it's Mm -hmm. not mobile enabled Mm -hmm. so they can't even read it on their cell phone it's a shock to that consumer yeah because it's not like the internet is new and you know (laughs) 1998 and you go oh wow this guy's got a website yeah they they are expecting you not only to have a website but for you to have a professionally designed website with a good graphic user interface good quality images, good quality video and media. That's the normal. That's the norm for them Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And so that's what consumers are looking for. Absolutely. Good points on all that. Real quick, talk to me about the video pre-rolls that you make. Uh, Tell me what it is and why does someone need one? So pre-rolls are basically just the, you know, put simply, it's like 10 seconds before what plays at the beginning of your videos. A lot of times you'll see it at the beginning of like TV ads or the end of TV ads, you know, if you're watching like a Kroger commercial, it'll do the whole thing. And then right in those last five seconds or whatever, you get the Kroger logo pop up. It's in a nice transition and then it fades out. That's the end of the ad. It's the last thing you see or the first thing you see. It's eye-catching and, and smart. A lot of people will put those at the beginning of their social media posts. You know, if it's a 30-second social media video, maybe you have a five-second pre-roll that pops up. Hey, this is David's HVAC. It's nice. It's clean. It's fun. It gives the impression of quality. What we do at Forte Studios as one of our um, services that we offer is create those pre-roll videos for you. It, it's not ex- an expensive thing. It's not, it's not super cheap either, but it's not super expensive. It's not going to break your budget. But what it does is it gives an immediate impression to somebody that this is a quality business because they've taken the time to have a really clean, fast, fun intro to, to all of their videos that sets the standard for what's to come in the rest of that video and you can and you don't necessarily have to use it in on social media like i said you can use it on tv you can use it basically anywhere that you're going to see something you can use that and once you pay for it once you have it forever and, and a good example would be our pre-roll for the podcast when mm-hmm. you see the the fourth day studio pre-roll and then you have the the power of i animated mm-hmm. logo that mm-hmm. plays with the cool music mm-hmm. that's an example of the pre-roll and the a post-roll would be what you see at the end of our right. podcast, which are the right. credits. Talks about mm-hmm. um, you know, who we are, the guests on the show, um, all the legalese. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. and you can you can recycle these things all the time. You know, then they don't necessarily get old. Eventually, you want to update them, of course. So just you have like different fresh looks and everything. But a pre-roll video that you invest like eight hundred bucks in, you can use that for years. And if it's high quality enough and you don't change your logo or anything, you can use that in every single instance you post anything anywhere, anywhere. And I, and I don't want to say guarantee because obviously this is business. So nothing's necessarily a guarantee, but you're going to increase your chances of somebody looking favorably upon you just by having something that takes five seconds, but is of a much higher quality than just a stagnant image that just flashes up on your screen and then goes away. No one's going to remember that. Right. What they might remember is, hey, that was a really cool intro. You know, because sometimes people just watch the intro. <laughs> right. You know, we live in such a world where our attention spans are so limited that sometimes I'll, I, I'm guilty of this myself, certainly. I'll look on a video, I'll look at the first 10 seconds, I'm like, eh, I'm bored of this now. So maybe the first 10 seconds that somebody sees your video, if you don't have a pre roll, is just some generic 
video that they're never going to recognize who made it, what who, what it was about or anything. Maybe the 10 seconds that somebody watches in the future, if you have a pre-roll, is your logo. That's certainly more powerful than just some random thing. Really, and also when you mentioned uh, the life cycle of that pre-roll, um, when you look at its impressions versus cost of creation, you're talking pennies, pennies mm -hmm. per impression over the mm -hmm. life cycle of that pre-roll. Yes, and for anybody who's not watching, uh, sorry, it's, for anybody who's watching who doesn't necessarily know what an impression is, give us a quick rundown on that, Chris. Uh, so um, when you see it, so that's a good way that we build brand recognition. So mm -hmm. every time they see the logo, um, they, um, they're they getting an impression, an internal impression of the quality of that brand, the quality of the company, the quality of their services they provide. And it's all from their impression of what the, uh, the pre-roll or the image or whatever it does, but it's also how many times it's seen. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. for a pre-roll, like let's say you, you invest in a good quality pre-roll and now you put that pre-roll in the front of all of your videos and all your social media posts. Mm -hmm. uh, every time someone sees that, that's an impression. Right. So if it's and 800 bucks and you have 800 impressions, that's right. $1 per impression or whatever. Right. <laughs> Which you should have way more than that. For sure. Especially if you're a growing company and yes. you know, you're posting video after video every day, every day, every day, you use that pre-roll and everything. Boom. Pennies, like you said. Right. And the also people need to know that the future of communication is video. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, producing, uh, like, especially if you sell products or services over the internet, a quick video that demonstrates the products, talks about the products, shows how it's made, the benefits of the product, that can increase your online conversion rate for uh, purchases exponentially because you're answering a lot of the questions people have. You know, what, what a lot of people don't realize is there's a ton of Chinese products going through Amazon. So it's kind of funny if you look on YouTube or TikTok, you see people who ordered a prom dress and it shows up and it's a doll yeah, dress. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just having that video that they can see, okay, this is a real life-size dress, right? Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. a real good quality product. And explaining that through a video can just dramatically increase your conversions for people uh, online buying products and services. So also let's talk about... Um, we talked earlier, and I think this might've been off camera about the process of creating any production. So what is, where do we start? What's the starting point? And then where does each step come in to produce a good quality end production? Right. So if you take podcasts, for example, um, step one is, is what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, that really like completely unironically what is your podcast going to be about you know um you approached me with the power of our podcast and the power of our podcast was going to be about helping businesses to learn how to do better at their business you know right. i know that sounds really like corny and whatever but it really is just like the tips and tricks of business that's why we have guests from all over the different place um, from different uh, walks of life, whether it's tax tax people, like I said earlier, whether it's a GM from an HVAC unit, whether it's yourself explaining pay-per-click, all of these different things help to drive your business and create a better business for you and your family and yourself. Th that's the idea. And so we make videos and we make podcasts that are focused around that idea. If you want to make a podcast for your business, first of all, you have to figure out what the idea is. Because if you're a big if you're a big company and you're like, all right, we've got to make a punk, we've got to make a podcast. They're like, okay, let's do it. Let's buy all this equipment. Let's do it. This is this is how it's gonna look. This is where we're gonna film it. This is gonna look this and the other. You get there on the day and you're like, all right, let's go. And they're like, all right, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it sounds silly, but like you can't start what you want it to look like, what you want it to sound like what you like what you want the thumbnails to look like all of this stuff comes stems from the the core of what your podcast is going to be about because until that until you have that figured out there's no point in going anywhere with anything because the conversations stem from that very thing because a gaming podcast a video game podcast that I, I listen to is going to be very different to a true crime podcast 
both in how it's produced, how it looks, how it sounds, the different um, uh, categories and 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 things within the show itself are all dictated by how the podcast plays out and what the topics are going to be about. So that's that's really just the first step. And then from there, you start to think, well, can we can we do it remotely like we do here? You know, we don't have to be in an office um, to record our podcast because it's very conversational um, and it doesn't require a physical interaction. And because we have guests on, it means that we can send our guests um, different equipment that they need and we can have a conversation with them no matter where they are in the world. So our podcast doesn't necessitate a physical interaction. Yours might, depending on what it is. Um, You know, if it's a podcast about board games and you play a board game every time you're doing um, a podcast, you might have to have a physical interaction. So these things have to be considered. So then that goes into the equipment that you buy, the video, like whether you're going to video it, all of that kind of stuff is going to stem from that sort of thing as well. And then once you've got that done, then um, so you you know you you figured out what you wanted to um, what you wanted to be. You've now figured out whether you're gonna like do it remotely or in person. Then you figured out what equipment you need to necessitate those things. Finally, I would say, well, not finally, but next step would be your talent. Um, and I hate using that term, but it's the best term for uh, <laughs> for the situation. You want to get people on your podcast who are engaging, um, at least the host, um, because they're the person who's going to drive and be a consistent factor in the people who listen to your podcast every single week. If you, if you hate listening to them, if they're not very charismatic, if they are kind of boring, if they are, have no energy on camera, if they themselves don't look like they're invested in what they're doing, get rid of them. Find somebody who cares and somebody who's good at it. Because just because Susie from down the hall is expressing interest in it doesn't mean she's necessarily the best candidate for the job. Right. You know? Um, And these are conversations which are hard to have, um, but are very important if you actually want to make a good product, especially in podcasting and in, and in video as well, especially if, you know, if you have a host or whatever in these videos and stuff. Um, So you found your host and then getting guests, whether you're going to have guests on, whether it's just going to be consistent hosts or whatever, that kind of ties into that as well. And then finally, I would say the last thing is having a like producer slash publishing schedule, knowing where you're going to publish it, how you're going to publish it, what software you're going to use to publish it, whether you're going to edit it in post, whether you're going to edit the audio um, in post, whether you're going to... Um, do just whether you're going to put it onto YouTube, whether you're going to put it onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of these different places, how and when you're going to put it onto these places, um, how you're then going to market it, whether you're going to post it onto your personal social media, whether you're going to get other people into it, whether, you know, once you grow enough, you're going to have sponsors, all of this kind of stuff. There are many, many, many different steps to this process of creating a podcast that not necessarily everybody considers because all they see nowadays is every man and his and and his brother's got a podcast you know um because it keeps going back to what i'm saying the barrier of entry is super low so everybody can have one the difference is whether you're prepared to make the necessarily necessary steps and give it the time and money that it deserves to make it superior and stand above the rest and and as simple as it sounds the first step of why why are we doing a podcast what benefits do we want the podcast to produce for us? Surprisingly is the one that most people haven't even considered mm-hmm. when we engage with them. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? They haven't really sat down and thought that they just say, Hey, I watched this podcast on podcasting and we really got to get a podcast. Right. Exactly. It's right. like, well, we have to no. get one. <laughs> right. You got to figure out why, what's the purpose. And then all of those cascading thousand decisions come from the why. And, mm-hmm. And it's, that's why it also pays dividends to have some, a guide like yourself who, who knows the system, knows the options, can help them um, uh, avoid the pitfalls uh, of setting up, uh, wasting money, buying equipment you don't need, yep. uh, producing a podcast that no one watches, all of those things. You know, having a, a guide like yourself that knows those things is critical in the process. Mm-hmm. 
So real quick, one last question. Joe, fire uh, away. Tell me what Fourth Day Studio does. What all do you offer? And what are the benefits of all of those services? Sure. So, uh, you know, right off the bat, first one's going to be consulting. Consulting for basically any sort of production that you want to do. But we're going to focus mostly on podcast, produ- podcast production and video production. Those two things, if you're wanting to have those, you know, if you're wanting to create something and you need somebody like myself to talk to, to bounce ideas off, to make sure you're on the right track, we can consult with you. You know, whether it's an hour, two hours, three hours, come into your office, do it over the phone, do it over Zoom, whatever it is, we'll be there to help you out do that. And we just charge by the hour for that. Really simple. And it can make a huge, huge, huge difference for you in the long run. Um, Next one is going to be podcast production itself. You know, we'll be with you from step one to step a thousand with podcast production. If you want us to be, we can only be there for the first 10 steps. If you want us to be, we can be there for the first 20, 30, whatever it is, but we will make sure that you're on the right steps. Whether that is, you know, and consulting is going to come into play with that in the fees that we charge for those things. So making sure you have the right audio equipment, making sure, like you said, you're not spending thousands of dollars on video equipment you don't need, making sure you have your podcast ready to go every single week. We can produce those for you. We can make sure that your videos are are being published every single week. We can take all of the stress out of your hands and make sure that it's all being uploaded to where you want it uploaded when you want it uploaded and you don't have to do anything other than be on the podcast. You know, we can do that for you. We can do as much or as little as you want in that respect. And then finally, the last big one is the video production side of things. Now, this is obviously the biggest and probably the most expensive um, service that we provide, uh, but we will help you to create videos um, and uh make your <laughs> make your idea and a, a reality you know if you want to make a product special video we'll make sure that we come in we brainstorm we storyboard we make sure that we're hitting all of these different points to create the product that you want so that it comes out with the vision that you had in your mind but we make sure that it's going to be top quality and reflects the business that you provide oh and also of course pre-rolls post po- uh pre-rolls and post-rolls we offer those as well we just do those as a sort of like a a la carte type thing it's like you know hey you want a pre-roll doing Yeah, sure send us all your um your logos in high res and we'll make sure that we create something really snappy and powerful for you we'll do make we'll work with you very closely to um make sure that it reflects what you want it to reflect and that you're happy with it before we finish because of course we're not going to make sure that you go away unhappy because that doesn't help anybody but yeah that would pretty much be it Cool. Okay. And how would they get in touch with you if they wanted to talk more about next steps or yeah. see what, what you would advise them to do? How do they reach out to you? Absolutely. So uh, t- two main ways, really. First first is going to be contacting me at, on email. I have two main email addresses that I really regularly check in regards to work. First one is going to be the 4th Day Studios email. That's dh at 4thdaystudios.com. That's dh at the number 4, th day studios.com um you can just email me there or you can email me at david at all contractor marketing as well because i still have a day job uh doing that doing all these kind of things as well so i do check check that very regularly also so those will be the two main ways to get in touch with me or of course linkedin um all of those fun places too if you find me in the street uh <laughs> you come talk to me as well uh i'm always open to a chat but yeah those would be the two main ways all right anything else you want to add I don't think so. What about you, Chris? Uh, well, I would just say again that uh, the payback for us was almost from day one, just from feedback we gotten from uh, current clients and potential clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the production that we're doing has been very effective. Uh, we've even had other companies reach out to us and go, hey, what are you guys doing? Who who does that for you? Mm-hmm. And so we're able to recommend Fourth Day Studios uh, in that situation. And we've had uh, suppliers also uh, work. We've working with some suppliers that we we offer our services to the, the Fourth Day Studios. So it's been, uh, I would say, the investment is scary, but the payback is there. Yes, if the payback wasn't there. No one would be doing it. I mean, right. you wouldn't. I mean, literally, you can go on Amazon, and a lot of times you can scroll down, and there's a video review about a product that mm-hmm. someone's left on Amazon. So, mm-hmm. 
the future is video. The future is uh, all of these production quality things and, and putting a plan together and putting up a, a, a process that doesn't bust the budget, but does produce a positive return on investment. So Absolutely. we've been really pleased. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, thank you for listening to me uh, wax lyrical about production stuff uh, today, Chris. Um, I know it's a, bit, a little bit different for you um, and for me as well, because this is the first time I've really kind of been the, I guess, focal point um, in one of these episodes. So that was fun. Um, yeah, thank you I to anybody it. for listening. I hope we shared with you some some stuff that you can take away um from it and again if you have any interest in any of these services that we offer um please reach out to us um i'm always happy to talk uh we don't need a commitment or anything even if you just want to talk i'm always happy to talk i like to talk as you might be able to tell <laughs> but yeah but again if you haven't already please subscribe to us on youtube we always really appreciate it leave us nice comments and uh, nice reviews on free feeds and we will see you again next week on the power by podcast so until then take care and we'll see you then bye-bye thanks for listening